are going to start today's session with a conversation with Joe Silver, CFO at Lighter Capital. Joe, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So let us uh, get acquainted. Let us introduce you to our audience. Tell us about uh, yourself as well as about Lighter Capital. Sure, thank you. Um, I've been at Lighter Capital for about five years now. Um, joined when we were about uh, 20 people and had made about uh, 20 million in loans. And we've uh, been able to scale um, quite nicely over the, over the last five years to uh, support entrepreneurs all over the country uh, and in the United States and now, now globally uh, with a really unique financing model. I personally um, have worked in corporate finance and small business finance uh, my entire career and worked in microfinance supporting entrepreneurs for, for six years globally uh, in the last seven years in, uh, in the FinTech uh, U.S. small business lending space. And there's been a dramatic amount of innovation. Um, and I think Lighter Capital has really been at the forefront of that. So it's been um, a very interesting space and an impactful space to be in. So Lighter Capital is uh, not not uh, actually a fund. We're, we're an operating company. Um, and we have a, a couple funding facilities um, where we have lending capital to support entrepreneurs. We've raised over 200 million of capital. Uh, most recently, we, we closed a facility at the end of last year with a group called HCG Fund Management, who's a, a private debt fund out of Raleigh-Durham. Um, and we have fresh capital and we, we wanna get it to entrepreneurs out there. Over the last uh, eight plus years, we've provided over 200 million to over 400 startups, and that's through about 700 loans. And we, so loan is the is the key word there. So we don't we don't make equity investments, we don't make venture debt investments, a, a loan with a warrant, but we just make uh, pure loans, where where you know we're due our principal and and interest payment, and and that is because we really want to create a model where entrepreneurs can retain their ownership, not get diluted make their own decisions and grow their company. Um, we believe that entrepreneurs should be the ones selling and develop, developing great technology first and then selling it and not having to get bogged down in the financing process, which we all know is very difficult. Um, it takes a lot of time on the equity side, of course, and then most banks just don't lend to early stage technology companies. We lend this capital through a diversified suite of products. We have a revenue-based financing product, which the company really started on, um, which is an interesting vehicle whereby borrowers pay us back from a fixed percent of their monthly revenue. So if you have a lower month or two of revenue, you pay us a lower dollar amount. And if you're growing quickly, then that dollar amount increases over time. So it's a highly flexible uh, product uh, really intended to, to enable growth in companies. We also provide term loans, which are relatively you know, standard um, term loans with a fixed payment structure, as well as lines of credit to help entrepreneurs with working capital needs. So we really want to come at it with different tools um, that we can provide to help entrepreneurs succeed and, and scale their businesses. We lend up to $3 million. Generally, we'll do that through multiple tranches as companies grow and perhaps not needing all that debt on day one, but we're there for them as they grow and scale to make subsequent loans. Our, our average loan size is roughly $400,000. Um, and in terms of the customers that we're helping, the vast majority are not VC-backed. Um, we generally see companies that are either bootstrapped or maybe raised a very small equity round of, among friends and family, and they're looking for growth capital to invest in sales and marketing and product development in their business and grow. Perhaps they want to raise equity down the road at a better valuation, or perhaps they want to keep majority ownership and continue to bootstrap it. And 
and we're absolutely uh, a fan of either of those strategies. We really focus on, on growing companies um, and, and scalability of models. Um, and at the end of the Can day... Can Oh, yes. Um, so you said you lend up to $3 million and the first check, the first loan is usually about 400 k What does the company need to have by way of proof points and, and so forth for you to start lending to that company? So we generally size our loans off of a multiple of monthly recurring revenue. So generally three to four months. So the first criteria is you need to be generating revenue. We, we like to see at, at least six months of revenue, if, if not a bit longer. And really that's because we, we use revenue, primarily recurring revenue, in order to, to understand kind of the historical growth rate and, and model out the future of the company. Uh, we also look for, for companies with relatively high gross margins. Uh, we you know, historically have focused on SaaS companies where, where that's just kind of the, the nature of the business model um, and, and companies with, with runway. So we're really not set up to take financing risk or make a bridge loan to an equity round, but we're really interested in seeing cash flow. And so that's why we're interested in recurring revenue and that helps us understand the company's future cash flow, which, which we're concerned about and, and ensuring that we'll get repaid. So beyond a healthy revenue stream um, and a little bit of cash runway in the bank, um, you know, we're really open to all sorts of, of different models uh, out there. And aside from six months of recurring revenue, what is the threshold? Six months of how, what MRR level do you start lending at? So we'll go all the way down to 15K in MRR. Okay. Um, other companies are, you know, in the four to five to six million. So the, the range is quite large, but we'll go all the way down to 15K. Okay. And um, so you've made, you said 400 investments already? Uh, actually close to 700. And that's to 700. about 400, 400 companies because we'll do multiple loans per company. And 700 investments, these are all SaaS companies? The vast majority. Yeah, I'd broadly say it's tech-enabled services in general. So we, you know, venture out, but we really want to see, again, the, the recurring revenue, which happens naturally yeah, yeah. with, with SaaS. And um, can you describe these 700 companies? And, and particularly what I'm trying to understand is, are these all comp these are all bootstrap companies? Are you talking about 700 bootstrap companies, or do they start with you, get somewhere, and then start raising venture capital? What is what are the dynamics in these 700 SaaS companies that you've invested in, or subscription-based companies, not just SaaS, but subscription-based? The portfolio is quite broad across different business models, industries, geographies, and, and customer segments. Let me let me give you a couple examples that uh, will will show you kind of. Where, where we're seeing these, these models land. So one example is a company called List Reports, uh, and they're in the real estate marketing space. We've made nine loans to this company um, over about four years, and we've, that's about $3 million in total over, over that relationship. And they have scaled only with our capital. They've grown actually about 10x from the time we started working with them um, and have never taken institutional equity, venture equity, or, and don't plan to. So they, they purely are using our debt capital to scale. 
Uh, a different example is a, is a company called Waggle, which um, actually provides a vo voice of the employee software. So you can uh, take the pulse of your, your workforce and get to know people's sentiment. Uh, this is an interesting yeah. company. They were a very small angel-backed company when they came to Lighter Capital, and they wanted to delay raising a Series A until they could get better terms, really had you know, better revenue profile so they could raise at a better valuation. Um, so we were able to make a small loan to the company. Uh, they were able to grow very nicely and then raised a $5 million Series A. Um, and the interesting thing with that, once they got that capital, lighter capital, we, we introduced them to one of our key strategic partners, Silicon Valley Bank. And Silicon Valley Bank could put in a, a very large line of credit to help that company grow even further. And so that, that was kind of a really interesting story of, of using different types of capital, starting with lighter to, to scale that business. And then another example, which is kind of completely different, is a, a group called Map Anything, and they provide field enablement software, uh, geo mapping for, for sales forces. Um, we met this company very early on in their life cycle. They, they had demonstrated revenue, and we provided them three loans over their life. Um, they were scaling extremely quickly, uh, growing over 300% annually, and they actually raised over $84 million in venture capital. They were later acquired for hundreds of millions of dollars by Salesforce, and now they're on the Salesforce platform. So by those we three examples, we've anything very well. So case study, oh, uh, we have in our program. Good, yeah. John Stewart's a very impressive entrepreneur. So yeah. those three examples are just to show you we absolutely have the bootstrap folks that are growing off of Lighter Capital's investment, and then we have folks that are able to use our capital to scale significantly, raise massive amounts of equity, and, and go on from there. And how does that split of the 700 investments you've made, how many follow the route of going on to venture capital? How many are continuing to bootstrap? And is there any other nuance? So of, of the companies that have exited our portfolio, which is about 15%, uh, it, it's split roughly half and half from that, that exited group of folks that have been acquired or raised for their equity. Others may mm -hmm. have refinanced us with other debt or just paid off with organic cash flows. So it, it really is kind of split down the middle. Okay. And um, why this $3 million cap? Um, if, if a company is doing well and is servicing your debt, is there, um, is there not a case for continuing to work? And you have an existing relationship. You've gotten to know that company. Isn't there an a case for continuing to work with that company as your your firm strategy? There absolutely is, and it's 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 right front and center on our product roadmap to continue expanding and, and providing larger facilities as companies grow. Um, it's really okay. just due to our our structure and our size where we we feel comfortable lending that amount of capital. But um, we've consistently increased that over the years, um, and we mm -hmm. we absolutely plan to to be able to help companies as they continue to grow. Um, until that time, making introductions and working with our strategic partners like Silicon Valley Bank is really key to our model. So we can uh, we can help companies get additional capital, whether it's debt or equity, as they scale. Okay. Now, um, what is the source of the capital that you're lending? You said you have a two hundred million dollar facility that you're lending. That tells me that it's not equity that you're parceling out. Uh, could you talk a little bit about the source of the capital that you're lending and the business model? We have multiple lending partners right now uh, who are large 
private debt funds themselves, and they focus mm-hmm. on small business lending. They don't have the infrastructure yeah. to make the loans, underwrite and manage the loans directly. So they look yeah. for originators of loans like ourselves to, to do that work yeah. for them. So one of the groups is called Community Investment Management uh, based out of the Bay mm-hmm. Area. And they are a, a social impact fund that really focuses on uh, job creation, transparency and terms and supporting all types of entrepreneurs. Uh, we've worked with them for about five years now. Uh, they, and yeah. that's a $100 million facility. And then, like I said, we, we opened a second $100 million facility with a group called HCG Management, which, again, supports small business and consumer loan originators. And so, so these pots of capital are, are very catalytic to our growth. Um, and our challenge is to get it in the hands of the, the best companies that we can find as, uh, as quickly as possible. Well, perhaps we should work together to some extent. This is very aligned. And I can understand why you guys approached us to uh, Absolutely. to be featured. All right. Um, is there anything else that you want to add to what you've shared so far that I haven't asked you about? Sure. I, you know, a couple couple additional interesting things about our, our company. I would say um, we are international now. We actually launched very recently in Canada and closed our first loan there recently. Uh, that's a big step uh, in the right direction for us. We've, we've lent in about 35 states uh, across the United States. Um, really, wherever an entrepreneur is, we're happy to lend to them. Um, and going to Canada is really the next step there. And we're soon to launch in Australia as well. We have a key strategic partner in the National Australia Bank. And so they're, they're helping us get, get over there. And so I think geographic expansion is, is really key to what we're doing. Um, the other thing I are mentioned you is... Are you, so actually, let me understand a few things that will help me uh, gauge the international strategy. So do you meet every single entrepreneur? Somebody in the firm meets actually in person every single entrepreneur that you lend to? Great question. That's actually what I was just going to mention. So absolutely not. Um, we have built this company uh, as a technology company. So everything we do through our, our um, you know, sourcing borrowers to making loans to managing the loan portfolio is, is all tech enabled. And that's, okay. enabled us, that's helped us scale magnificently um, without meeting folks. So we'll have a couple phone calls through the process, but everything is tech enabled uh, quick and easy. And, and again, the intention is we don't want entrepreneurs spending their time talking to us and hunting for financing sources. We want them to, to develop and sell great technology. So folks can hook up their accounting platforms uh, directly to us via API. We can analyze all the financial information and come back with a proposed loan in a, you know, very quickly. It, it really just depends on how quickly the entrepreneur can get us the information. Um, and all again, right. there, there may or may not be a couple phone calls along the way to, to learn a little bit more about the business model. Uh, but we absolutely don't meet folks in person. Uh, we're really most interested in cash flows and understanding the financials. We don't make judgments based on who the management team is, who the technology, you know, what the technology is, and is it the right answer or, or not. Um, as as lenders, we're really agnostic to all those factors. We're we're just interested in in the financials, which which I think helps us get capital uh, to many companies out there that may not be able to attract you know, your typical VC type of investment. Yeah. So it's uh, basically six months of a minimum 15K MRR is really the qualification criteria. And then 
it goes up from there. Sure. You know, we'll take a look at customer churn and customer concentration. Some folks are selling to small businesses, so they might have limited concentration, but, but maybe higher churn. Others are selling to large enterprises, so they'll have higher concentration and lower churn. Um, and again, we'll, we'll look at that cash burn profile and, and try to understand that. But, but you're right on those starting points of, of the revenue profile. All right. Very good. So, um, you know, as you know, we are global. So uh, our portfolio is 100% global and, and spread out. And we have a – U.S. is still number one for us, but uh, I would say our number two geography is India. And we see a lot of companies in our portfolio with, with a significant presence in India. We, we need to see some sort of an entity set up in the United States to be able to lend just by our guidelines. Um, but if mm -hmm. there if there's subsidiaries or sister entities or employees in India, uh, we do that all the time. Mm -hmm. All right. Very good.